0: Hey everyone, welcome to another special edition of 41 Strong Podcast. My name is Chuck Tate. Thanks for watching today. 41 Strong is a podcast where we strive to bring you encouraging scriptures and stories to help you Hold on and stand strong, especially during a season of waiting, a season of trial. That's what the number 41 represents in Scripture. Oftentimes, the number 40 represents that season of of waiting and struggle. And 41 delivers the new day, the breakthrough. For example, Goliath challenged Israel 40 days, and on day 41, David slew Goliath. We know that the children of Israel wandered the wilderness for 40 years. 41 came in a new generation entered the promised land. So whether you're facing a giant or in the desert or perhaps in a downpour where it's been raining on you for 40 days and 40 nights, the message of 41 Strong is don't quit because 41 will come. So for more information about that, you can go to 41willcome.com, 41willcome.com, or my website, Chuck e. All right, right now we are in the studio, and it's decorated for, um, for Christmas, as we will be celebrating that here in just a few days. But joining me in the studio is the founder of Peoria Life himself, Tim Johnson.
1: Thanks for Tim. having me here.
0: Yeah, thanks for being on 41 Strong, and thanks for having 41 Strong on Peoria Life. Oh, sure. It's the
1: 78th show. 75th 78th show for uh, your show
0: 78 this is number 78 and it all began because you invited me to be a guest on a on a morning radio show and yep. and we got talking after that and you invited me to do my own show yep. which turned into a podcast and that was Two studios ago, from we moved from that location to the the riverfront, the Peoria area chamber of commerce building, and now this is only our second, no, third episode in this brand new studio, right? Right. right. All right. Well, um, why don't you tell our our viewers today, our listeners, um, what is Peoria Life? Obviously, the the platform that Forty One Strong podcast um, is launched from is. Peoria Life, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't have any idea. What, what's what's Peoria Life? Obviously, we're in Peoria, Illinois. If it plays in Peoria, then it'll play anywhere, right? But, right. but tell us what you know. what's behind Peoria Life? How
1: did it come about? What is it? So Stacy Borjo and I, she's a lender and I'm a realtor. We started a show and we wanted to talk about the community. Okay. And um, we started it on WMBD 2011-2012. Okay. Um, decided to take it off when life got really really busy and we I had Peoria life as a blogger spot and I started doing uh, real estate blogs and I'm like nobody's gonna read my blog so I found (laughs) other people within Peoria area to blog and that way if they come and read their stuff maybe they'll read my stuff and vice versa so it's that network of you help me, I help you. Share a dollar, you know, we yeah. both have more. Yeah. So So um, what we ended up doing was, when things got really busy, we came off the air, and then I'm like, Stacy, let's just, you know, do our same radio show right on online. And within a month, somebody else said, Hey, we want to do the same thing. Can you help us? And I think within three or four months including your show we had four or five shows okay. um all doing different podcasts but in one location where we could all share um and if somebody found you they'd find me and if somebody found me they'd find you and sure we build our our viewership that way and so today we're kind of a podcast tv station yeah. um, kind of a hybrid um, we have shows on the radio we have shows on cable tv we have shows on Peoria Life, Peoria Area Church, and I think that's going to expand over the next year quite a bit. All right, so Peoria Life is a hub
0: for tv shows radio shows online radio shows podcast and um, now there's a number of them on Peoria Life and then um, underneath the Peoria Life umbrella you started Peoria Area Church where you're inviting pastors such as myself so that's why we got moved from Peoria Life to Peoria Area Church right so um, you would love to to have you know uh, additional pastors, additional churches to join Peoria Area Church to, to host their own podcast, whether it's showing their church service, whether it's another pastor like myself sitting down and doing, doing a podcast. Let's say there's a, another pastor um, wa- watching today and, and
1: um, they're like, oh, I think I could do a podcast. That'd be cool. They, they contact you, right? Yep, so, and, and we can put it together for them and, and make some great things happen. We're also doing, there's a few churches right now that we have streaming on uh, Peoria Life, so you can actually go to, or I'm sorry, Peoria Area Church, and um, you can watch those church services. Over the next year, we plan to be doing um, highlight churches, so we'll be able to um, go to different churches throughout the area and do a Sunday morning service or whatever their service is, sure. and be able to podcast and stream directly from their service. Okay, cool. So that's something that will happen later on this year.
0: Alright, now let's say there's a pastor watching from, um, I mean, he's sitting in New Jersey and you're going, hey, that's kind of cool, I'd like, to, I'd like to do a podcast, and I, have, I don't really have uh, a microphone, or, you know, I haven't really, you know, um, is, is Peoria Area Church limited to just Peoria Area Churches um, for, for podcasts, not for streaming services, or right now, is it? It's Most 40-
1: everything is Peoria, um, Peoria. but, okay, uh, there's a little description here. Widecast is the company. Okay. Peoria Life and Peoria Area Church are the products of uh, Widecast. Widecast. That's Widecast. why we're in Widecast Studio. Okay, I, I understand so, that. Okay.
0: So good deal. Yeah. So everything
1: comes underneath WideCast, Wycra- Wy- Wy- Wide Widecast. Widecast. Yes. All right. And we will be expanding. <laughs> we're uh, working with um, another, I guess channel. It's kind of like Hulu, but um, we're working with, uh, that's trying to go out. The problem with Hulu and all these other stations that are all online is they miss the local aspect of things. Mm. And so our goal is to become the local part of Hulu and Netflix. And so people can actually gather and create their own station eventually and, and do Different things with Hulu and Netflix and all those installed. Cool.
0: Cool. Pretty pretty wild.
1: So, really, anyone watching today in the Peoria area, if you're interested
0: in doing your own podcast, you're interested, if you're a pastor and you're a leader in the Peoria area, you'd like to stream your your church services live, the Peoria Area Church is a great hub to be able to do that. Peoria Peoria Life, whether whether it is a um, religious broadcasting show or or about the city of Peoria, I mean, obviously, contact Tim and uh, they will connect you. So, how how many podcasts? Right now, are there um, oh, under the Pure Real Life umbrella? Somewhere
1: right? seven, eight. Seven, eight podcasts. Yeah. Most are. of them are weekly. We have one or two that will be monthly. Okay. But. And you can get information about that
0: at PureLife.com. Yep. Right? Purealife.com, contact Tim, and um, he will hook you up. Well, I've enjoyed um, being a part of it. I love the, the new studio, love what you're doing. I mean, successful realtor, and i a mean, wide cast, and, and podcast, and television, and radio shows, and internet radio shows, and what's pretty awesome is you posted something on Facebook just, just a few days ago. I never knew your history. I never knew your, your background and, and how you grew up, and you, you just shared briefly um, a little bit of your story and to be honest when I when I read that I immediately thought I need to have you on cuz you need to you need to share the story I I never knew that you grew up in in a in a home with just kids everywhere yeah. right so let's just tell us a little bit about your your story let's take that facebook post and let's just expand it for those that are watching and, and, and listening, especially as you sit and you see a very successful um, um businessman and realtor and entrepreneur um growing up was was
1: probably difficult right well we we were um i i think our family grew we we started out my dad bought a um cabin okay a cabin in a church campground. Okay. up in northern Illinois uh, around Belvedere, if you know where Belvedere okay. is. And um, when he bought it, it was just basically a shell of a two-story house that wasn't very big. Okay, And I can remember, I have this thing where I can remember a few things before I was five years old, and I can remember that old house, and it, he made this... Something out of nothing out of this house, but okay. um, we'd had hand me downs and part of the the post is about hand me downs and and uh, I can remember i 'm the youngest of six, okay, youngest of six, yep, and All right. uh, so I remember the hand me downs and I can remember one coat. It was brown, kind of a plaid, and I think about everybody in my family had used this. Wow! This one jacket, and yeah. I got it. And, and then Timmy finally got and it. I <laughs> finally get it. it. And Timmy was was about right. Um, but you know, we, we had um, six of us, and we okay. called ourselves the real kids. And okay. um, we moved to a small town called Triumph, Illinois, and it's a hundred and eighty people. And not very big, um, but we bought this old doctor's house. My parents did, and it had what we used as eight bedrooms. Okay, um, had thirteen rooms total, so you had wow. to walk through some of the rooms to get to other bedrooms. But okay, um, my parents looked at it and said, "Well, we got more space. Why don't we add more kids?" And so <laughs> we we had up to eight foster kids. Wow.
0: while I grew up, wow, so you had you had five siblings, you were the youngest of six, and correct. then your parents added up to eight additional foster kids, correct, Wow, so we're talking uh, at at one point a home of fourteen children run around, so you had the, the the real kids and and the foster kids right all right, and so how did the foster kids did did they know that they were called
1: that you guys were the real kids and they were the Well, we, we didn't know how to explain it because they were the foster kids and yeah. us, you know. Yeah, and wow. So,
0: um, In one particular year, I mean, every single older sibling wore the same brown coat throughout the years and then eventually you had it. So when yeah. you got it, it was, I'm I'm guessing it was pretty ratty?
1: Uh, it, was, it
0: held up pretty good. And okay. It was a nice warm coat. So, okay, uh, good. It
1: wasn't bad, but...
0: Wow. Um, so you appreciate what you have yeah. after growing up like that. Yeah. So how was it living in
1: in a home with four, 14 kids? Uh, part of it, so my, my older sister is 12 years older than me. Okay. So when I'm getting in kindergarten, she was heading out to college. Okay. And I had an older brother that um, he graduated high school and college in about six years total. Um oh, wow. And so he was out of high school, and off to college off, really quick. Okay. Um, so it was more holidays when we were all... Everybody, okay, yeah. yeah. I can remember... So just growing
0: up, there was probably people coming, going, Correct. off to school, off to college, or off, I mean, being the youngest of, of six and then having the foster kids, I'm
1: sure it was Correct. so... So we had one, one um, boy who came when I was probably nine, and he stayed, and he's still considered part of the family. Okay. Um, Ricky was, yeah, um, part of it all the way through, and uh, we had some that were with us for short term, some real sad cases. Um, one when I was eighteen, I was I actually considered adopting just because you know we were connected. He he uh, his first. He saw the need. Saw the need because he was he was when he was an infant. His mom threw him against the wall and came to us with a leg cast on all the way up through his hip and uh, mom left dad took the the boy back because he was it was now a safer home and the new stepmom then abused him too hmm. and so Poor kid had had a rough life. Just a sweet personality, wow. kid. But anyways, yeah, there's the all got, different yeah. situations that that we
0: ran through. So. Wow. Well, God bless your parents for being willing to, to take in not just kids, but hurting kids, broken kids, abused abuse kids.
1: I, I learned that um, the more love you give away, the more you hold, more love you hold in your hands. Wow. So um, that's good. That, that's something I really picked up from them. So
0: how did you? Did you feel um, any less loved by your parents when they took in multiple foster kids? Or did you see it as, hey, our family, we help others, we love people, you know, we want to we want help kids that have been through the ringer or been abused or broken? Or did you see it as, hey, these kids are coming in and onto my territory? How, how
1: was that as a kid growing up? You know, it wasn't... I think I got that love thing pretty early and didn't feel any less loved. I guess part of it was when you have that many and many kids, sometimes you want more of that time. Hmm. But other than that, it, it was, you know, I think I got that love thing and pretty early on. Okay. So
0: So your parents did a good job, it sounds like. They did a pretty good job. Wow. Yeah. And uh, so it, now the, the room... The house with the thirteen rooms and the eight bedrooms—was that the cabin, or was that a different? no? That was, that was
1: that was our second house. The Second house. So the cabin was, was first, and then you moved
0: to that, and, right and that's right. when your dad said, "Hey, we have these extra rooms. Let's bring in extra kids. Let's let's yeah. help people in one big family." And and so so Thanksgiving and Christmas probably got pretty
1: insane. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> it didn't just stop with the kids. My parents would usually invite. Five or six other people to, <laughs> to the table. <laughs> so so. The are just entertain. They yeah. love people, huh? Oh, they they love people. They I can remember uh, a lonely bachelor that lived next door coming and you know they just treat him like royalty. Come in, fed him, and um, it was it was a real cool thing. And they they did that over the years, brought in different people and um, people that sometimes needed a second chance, and wow. they would come in and you know. It was all part of, you know, bringing everybody together.
0: I love that. You know, yeah. part of the message, 41 will come and 41 strong, is that we serve a God of second chances. Moses committed murder, then hid on the backside of a wilderness for 40 years. And then 41 came, God grabbed a hold of his attention via the burning bush and commissioned him to be the rescuer of Israel. So... For those watching and listening today, you're in, your water in a water season and you need a second chance, we know that we serve a God who can do just that, deliver that. And what an opportunity for your parents to deliver a second chance for you know different foster kids growing up. And um, So on, on Christmas, did they treat everybody the same when it came to, to, to gifts?
1: And- for the most part, yeah. Um,
0: was- I've heard some horror stories where there's, um, you know, the, uh, the biological children and then the foster children and the foster kids don't get gifts or they get crummy gifts and the real children get the real gifts. I mean, so in your, in your family, though, it sounds like your, your parents were different than that.
1: They, they treated everybody pretty much the same. Not, not perfectly, but yeah, they, yeah. They, they did. Um, Christmas for our house was, boy, with that many kids, it was, I don't know, I think that Christmas was probably my mom's, you know, it it was her peak of the year. Okay. And. Um, so there, was it something that she dreaded, or something that she looked forward to? This was. Yeah. A big, and, big moment. And especially as we got, you know, as we progressed, um, my dad's seniority, you know, became better. So we had a little bit more money as as time went by, and going through the tough times made her want to give more during the. Holiday season, the holiday season, and, and those times of the year.
0: So, so what what did Christmas look like for in, in your home? What was the tradition? Did you guys open gifts Christmas Eve? Did you wait till Christmas morning? Did you open one on Christmas Eve and the rest of Christmas morning? Was it a was it a wake up and just go and, and free for all? Did you hand out gifts one by one? Which that would probably you guys would probably
1: still be there, but, but yeah. uh,
0: how did that how did that work? How did that look so,
1: for you? Mom always said we were going to wait till Christmas. To open up presents, and I usually talked her into at least one Christmas Eve, which was awesome. <laughs> hey, it's a brown coat, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Yes, I've seen this before. You no, know, when when we were when we, we, early, mom would always get us socks and underwear, and it's like that was probably the worst gift ever was socks and underwear for. Oh for man, Christmas. yeah, I've
0: seen I've seen some uh, some YouTube videos with um, kids getting socks and like. What? What? (laughs) Slam it down. You know, what's funny is my son has requested socks. I don't know what the deal was today, but um, now kids, they want their athletic socks. They want their Under Armour socks and their Nike socks. You know, my my son, he has, for his birthday, um, one of his friends got him Steph Curry socks, and he wears them. I think we finally washed them a couple days ago. (laughs) 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 He wants socks for Christmas. I'm like, buddy, I can get you socks.
1: Yeah, but... It's that, that curious thing. But anyways, yeah. uh, what we would do is generally I was the youngest and I would play the elf and hand out toys one at a time. Okay, and wow. And before long it became a free-for-all and we had, I mean, you could barely walk because of the wrapping paper. And yeah, it was, it was a cool, cool <laughs> thing.
0: Cool. So what's, what's, a, um, um, what's a favorite Christmas memory? I mean that had to be pretty cool being being the elf or the designated hander, you know, at our family. Every year, um, usually every Christmas Eve, we get together with our extended family. This year we actually did it early, and we did it last Friday. But um, before that, my whole life, every Christmas Eve, we all get together, and um, and then on Christmas morning, my wife and my kids go to my parents and my siblings and their kids are there and cousins and my mom we call her Santa Karen and <laughs> she um she hands out gifts and um while we just pretty much um you know joke around and you know it's it just you know that's something we've always done so I mean with uh, all the siblings and foster kids it had to be um yeah you had to create some some good memories and moments so anything
1: anything stand out more than the rest a couple my uh I can remember being a newlywed and we had a lot of nieces and nephews there and watching all the presents being unwrapped and having the family around to me that's the the most awesome thing is being able to be with family on Christmas and uh, just not only paying attention to all the gifts and not, not thinking about myself but looking around and seeing everybody else happy and especially my mom Watching my mom at that time was pretty amazing because mm. she was in, that was her moment. Man, that's so that's
0: awesome. And, so for her, it was just the moment of being able to give to the kids, yeah. and you, so you enjoyed watching her and yep. just
1: shine on her day, right? Right. I mean, and, th- and that made my that made my Christmas. That's probably one of my fondest memories. Um, second was being able to open my house, you know, and have. All my brothers and sisters come and well most all of my brothers and sisters come and, uh, well, my and, sisters come and uh, fill you, my house. you guys run out the Civic Center for that? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite a few people we had 27 counting nieces and nephews and um, wow uh, my my brother-in-law's mom from Brazil came and so it was it was uh, another yeah. packed house Crazy. So did any did did any gifts ever get mixed up, and someone get the wrong gift? Like, uh, wait a minute. Uh, not that I not okay, that okay, I ever right. remember. Okay, I can remember one year. My my most disappointing Christmas <laughs> was being young and um, poking a hole in one of my Christmas presents and seeing what I had. I was just too curious.
0: Oh! And
1: so then I, you were ups- you were upset that you saw? I saw it and I took it to my mom and I'm like can you rewrap this for me? And she's like, no. So
0: I learned my lesson. Learned your lesson that year. So um, what was the worst gift you ever got? I mean, we're grateful for everything. Underwear. Underwear, that's that's (laughs) a bad gift. So parents, don't get your kids underwear. At least don't wrap them, right? Just give them, yeah, I don't know. How about you? Um, Mine would be a fruitcake. I hate fruitcake, and every year, um, you know, being a pastor, a lot of our congregation, um, a lot of them, they they know my disdain for fruitcake, so I usually get a couple, <laughs> and um and I usually use them as paperweights or just throw them back um, through somebody's car window. No, not really, but um, yeah, I hate I hate fruitcake, and um but uh, worst gift, I, I you know I I don't know I, I've been trying to think about this. What's my worst gift? I've all, always been pretty grateful for for what I have and and, and blessed, but. Um, I guess uh, one, one memory, that a couple things that stand out. I mean, it wasn't the worst gift, but it ended up being um, a bummer. And this one Christmas when I was a kid, I wanted a, an electric train, you know, electric train for Christmas. So my parents got me this electric um, train set. And it wasn't huge, but it was, man, it was cool to me because it was special to me. And I had, it's what I wanted more than anything. So I, um, I opened it up, and I put it together, and was so excited where there was this power pack. This is a long, long time ago, and I kept the power pack that operated the train plugged in, and I guess you weren't supposed to do that, and it burned it up, and it burned out the, the motor. So I basically only had one day. To play with that train, and it couldn't be fixed, and my parents didn't have the money to go out and buy a new one. So basically, um, that gift lasted Christmas Day. That was it, and I never got a new power pack, and and um, so if you guys have a train, you can sit, no I'm kidding, but anyway, it was like, man, I'm like, oh my gosh! I was so upset, I was mad at myself, I was I was sad. All, and you didn't know. All that. Right? I know, I know, but then another time, when I was a kid, something that was really popular was something called Stretch Armstrong. Oh, yeah. You remember that? It was like syrup on the inside of this rubbery doll, like, you know, super, you know, stretch, stretch it out. And, well, check this out. So we were, um, I got that, and I'm so pumped. I have this, you know, Stretch Armstrong. All the kids wanted it. I got it. And, um, you know, you just pull the arms across and the leg, you know, pr- pull the legs out, and it was just like, and then it would, you know, go back together. So one time I was pulling the arms out, and I was. My, my parents had company, and I was in their room playing, and I was spinning, you know, after I got this, spinning it and spinning it, and the arms were going further and further and further, and all of a sudden, the arms snapped. Now, the thing was really heavy, right? and it went flying right through my parents' window. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, the, I, didn't, I didn't get another one. So, I need a train. And a Stretch Armstrong, I'll be happy
1: for Christmas this year. But. Now, that might be hard to find, the Stretch Armstrong.
0: Yeah, you probably you could probably Google that and uh, eBay I'll, or something. We'll I don't, have to look that up. I don't know. So yeah, but that's that was kind of my. Um, it wasn't really a bad gift, but it was a gift. Two gifts that that I ruined. I apparently I, I ruined gifts. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well. Anyway, um, how did um, we only got a couple minutes left? How did growing up in in your home with I mean, with your parents and your brothers and sisters, your siblings of the foster kids did did any of that shape you as a dad when you had your own your own kids and you know how did how did that affect you
1: going into your own family as a father um hopefully I'm able to teach them it's not about you it's about others and I think your life should be really focused on others and you know um something to unpack but um i think most every sin that's out there is selfish based so if you look through them see if you find something different but um if you can remove yourself and be selfless i think you'll find um your life to be a lot more happy
0: amen that's good so that's a great message to to end the show with Um, you know, Jesus, he obviously, he came from heaven to earth to, to lay down his life, to, to give up his life. And even when he launched his ministry, he served his disciples. Jesus was all about giving. God gave his greatest gift, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. So let that be a reminder today as we wrap up that, that God's with you. He loves you. And, uh, boy, I tell you what, no matter where you're at, you might be alone. The reality is this. You're not really alone because God is with you that's his name Emmanuel God with us and the angel announced when Jesus rocked the manger we bring you this is good news good news that brings great joy it's for all people so if you're watching today and you haven't unwrapped the greatest gift of all and Jesus want to encourage you to do that because he's not mad at you no matter what you've been told he loves you and if you would confess him as your Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead then you can be say what what better um What better gift to have going into Christmas than than joy, right? And it's not just for a handful of people. It's for everybody. Just like your parents, they brought gifts for everybody. Not just the real kids, but the foster kids. You know, we've obviously, we're his sons and daughters. He loves us. So, man, it's going to be a good Christmas because we have him. And when we have him, we have hope. So don't run away from God this season. Run to him. When you run to Jesus, you're running to the rescuer. So... Well, Tim, I'll go ahead and pray. We'll close this out. Thanks so much for, oh, you. for sharing your story. It's, 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 Enjoy you being a part of Peoria Life. Uh, thank you. I, I've been honored to, to be on Peoria Life, so I'll be a part of the Peoria Life family. All right, well, let's go ahead and, and pray, and we'll close this out, all right? Jesus, we just thank you so much for everyone that's, that's watching and listening today, and I specifically lift up those who are, are struggling during the holiday season because they feel so alone. I thank you, God, that you are Emmanuel. You're with us, and not only are you with us, you're for us. You love us, and I just pray, Jesus, right now, that you will strengthen those that are watching today. And I just pray that you will draw close. We thank you, God, that your word says in Psalms that you are close to the brokenhearted. You rescue those whose spirits are crushed. So I just thank you specifically, God, for those that are struggling, struggling during this holiday season. That you're going to—they're going to lean into you. They're going to hold them close, so we can go through the valley that we may be in. So I just pray that we will keep our eyes focused on you this season. We thank you that, Jesus, you really are good news. You bring great joy. It's for everyone. Thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, Tim, once again, thanks for for being here. We also want to thank our producer, Mike Sable, um, who was behind the control booth today. We also want to wish all of you a very, very Merry Christmas. Um, We love you. Look forward to seeing you next week on 41 Strong. Bye-bye.